Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man too sweet brady ddp the bd elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man too sweet brady ddp the bd elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Elite. You found us whatever podcast app you're using. Thank you. And you're also joining us, maybe, possibly. Live on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Hello, Twitch room. Hello, Twitch people. It is Wednesday night, June 1st. Pay your bills, get the first in. Uh, and we watched some Dynamite tonight. And we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, great episode. Fun, super fun episode. Off a hot pay-per-view mm. last week, of course, on this very free feed, and I think somewhere out there on our... No, we didn't do a video for that one, did we? Not uh, last week. No, no. For, but for Double or Nothing, I mean, we have a review on our free podcast feed here, but... Yes, yeah, yeah. yes, that's right. Yeah, go check out our review, that whole pay-per-view. That was so much fun chatting all about that show, because it was a crazy show with the anarchy and everything. And then uh, more Dynamite tonight. So just, uh, yeah. Crazy stuff. We got the Forbidden Door being opened later this month. We do, yeah. I mean, About, it's open tonight, um, really. It's, yeah, at the end of the month now. So, officially open tonight. We've learned that Tanahashi will be facing CM Punk at that event. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's presumably, thoughts on that? Yeah, presumably the main event, I would I imagine. Would thought so, yeah. Yeah, AEW champ. And for the title, I would think. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Of course, 100%. Should, should have a defense, be the yeah. month. What about, uh, do you think Okada will still have a match? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think maybe it's uh, possibly someone like Hangman or someone else. Um, It's going to be easier to book with, rather than do a champion versus champion thing, I guess. Yeah. By doing the Tana thing. I imagine we'll get some six-mans 
Um, Hikaleo will come back. Fuck. Yeah. You serious? Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably, yeah, what, FTR versus, like, are they defending against Cobb and... Uh, Great O'Conn. Great O'Conn. Is that, is that the thing? Yeah. They, there wasn't really a mention of that no. tonight. So that's why it was kind of, like, weird that they did that last week. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, that's, that's the big news coming out of this show. I mean, uh, Tanahashi versus Punk. Yeah. A great... Great match. I'm on the fence, or I was on the fence of going to Forbidden Door. I'm like, I kind of want to go. A friend of mine is like, I have this extra ticket, now come. And, and then someone else is like, I have an extra ticket too. And I'm like, ah, oh, but then I got to go to Chicago. When we booked, way before they announced this pay-per-view, tickets to, and a whole little trip, because we're in Toronto. It's just a hopping to skip down to the Big D in Detroit. And now tonight, they're announcing... Blood and guts. <laughs> That's right. War games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with going to Detroit and uh, watching some wrestling on a Wednesday night. Yeah, get to see a blood and guts match. It's going to be crazy. A, a war games or anything like that. Yeah. Should be, yeah, really excited for that. Yeah, so we're super hyped. We will be doing a show, I hope, maybe, <laughs> depending on how our night goes. Maybe the Thursday. Probably. Oh, no, I'm not doing it that night. Yeah, no, we want to get on holiday. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, probably yeah, do Thursday it. morning. We'll hear all Afternoon. about the blood and guts. Thursday at 12. <laughs> this is like weeks away, yeah. but yeah. End of the month, literally. No, I just don't want to be called a part-timer like, right away, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, acknowledge me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're kind of beaming because we're like, all right, cool. That's the dynamite that we have tickets to. And uh, we're kind of excited. Finally, we get to something. We, Toronto doesn't get anything. So we got to leave the we country. we got to go to Detroit. Yeah. yeah, to get some wrestling. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stories that uh, kind of came out this week that maybe we didn't talk about yesterday. I know uh, I, I mentioned the Michael, sorry, Santana Jackson versus Janela, which I still think people should go check out. You haven't watched it yet, but you'll definitely have to eventually. Uh, was was what else was coming out? Was there anything else? I, I mean, like- I've. I've not really got much news since this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there was stuff I wanted to talk about and I completely forgot. Um, so, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. It happens. Mm. Uh, I can say that we recorded a, a Was Next for the Patreon coming out this weekend, talking all about the 2013 September 25th edition of NXT, way back when. And it's the first time Sasha Banks and Bailey go against each other one-on-one. It's the debut of The Boss, and what great timing since she's still, uh, what, locked out, walked out of the company, it seems? The Boss has problems with her boss right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, So it was interesting seeing the, like, legit, we've seen Sasha in NXT in these retro NXT reviews we do, but seeing the, the debut of The Boss was pretty cool. So we recorded that one today. That's coming out. We have a calling all WC, old, old head WCW fans from the early 90s. Martin Bushby has selected... To, to scour the world of 1992 WCW to find the best matches of his favorite time in wrestling. And then we're going to talk all about them, review rate and all that stuff, and get into it. And I can't wait. Yeah. Um, look on the Patreon, because the list of matches we're going to be talking about uh, is there, including a War Games match Blood and guts. from 1992. Nice. So just funny how it all kind of ties together. Sweet. Um, with Sting Squadron taking on the Dangerous Alliance. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about... A bit more sort of the Steiners, a lot of Sting matches, Cactus Jack, Vader. Um, yeah, it should be a fun show. Yeah, so that that's what's coming out uh, this weekend. And then, uh, yeah, go check the Patreon and the schedule on the Twitter and the Facebook and stuff because we have so many podcasts coming out this month, including some crazy movie reviews, some other wrestling ones. Because of Forbidden Door, we're, just, we're letting you, the listeners, pick our Forbidden Door throwback 
review because for a review from the six, we need you. The, the, the thread isn't open quite yet, but we would actually like your opinions on it to, to see what we should put in the poll on the Facebook group of all the Ring of Honor, War of the Worlds slash Global Wars, any New Japan Ring of Honor crossover mm. event that has happened. We want your top five or so ones. We'll put a poll up on our Facebook group and then we will uh, pick the winner and review it. Yeah. So it'll be featuring a lot of the same people we talk about on AEW and New Japan. Like a lot of the same stars are still on now from Ring of Honor in this company. So Absolutely. There'll definitely be some crossovers. So it felt like it would be a good good chance to look yeah. back at one of those. But right now I would love any any recommendations of which ones you guys think. Maybe we should put a thread up there just to get some some ideas. Because I was at so many of these global wars and War of the Worlds, whatever world, worlds collide or whatever. But uh, super excited to look back at those. But yeah, go check out all the podcasts we'll be doing this month because we have so many and of course five bucks to get all these and everything in the back catalog go check us out uh you won't be disappointed support your content creators and your pod Absolutely. professional podcasters yeah patreon.com slash up yeah next. go check it out buy a t-shirt why not pro wrestling tees.com slash up next yeah i see you're wearing your uh, linda pillman t-shirt it's a good t-shirt yeah yeah. I went. Uh, i saw randy was injured so i dug out my old rko legend RKO. yeah uh, old get one. well soon randy yeah. Randall Keith. Uh, well, Dynamite happened tonight from L.A. This is the first time they're they're making their ways over there. Mm. Finally, they were somewhere else that other than Daly's Place or Texas or Chicago. Yeah, and great venue as well. Looked huge. Yeah, it looks sweet. We had this like huge ramp people. for tonight's show. Yeah, kind of similar to Grand Slam. Similar to Grand Slam, yeah. Yeah, it looked like, what, how many people you think were in this thing? Looked I looked up the, it's the forum, and it says it holds 17,500, so you probably not got that much there, but right, still. I don't know, maybe 12, 13. It looked big, and it sounded pretty big uh, watching this show at home, but uh, yeah, AEW in the Valley, or is, is it? Los Angeles count as the Valley? I think they were in the Valley. I don't know. I've actually never been to <laughs> I don't know much about this that place. I want to go. Looks like fun. We start off tonight with the new AEW champion, CM Punk, coming out. Huge crowd reaction here as he does it again. The stage dive into the crowd of people. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. I'm pretty sure people told him not to do this, <laughs> and he stopped. But he's he, the yeah, he he's had to do it one more time. Yeah, yeah I was, it was great. It was nice to see. Very uh, throwback to like the, him that whole run of him just being excited to be here. Now he's the champ. Well, he's with his friends, the Bret Hart Boys, FTR, the ROH champions. They come out as well. So just call this team the Bret Hart Boys. Uh, you said a long time ago that they should form some sort of stable, like the Dungeon or something along. Yeah. Those lines. And it's happening. I think it is. Eyes. Yeah, I think it really is. And they look great. Just walking down the ramp look, as a trio, I thought they they looked right together. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're going up against the team of the acclaimed, well, Max Caster and Colton Gunn. No, Austin Gunn. And Colton Gunn. Yeah, sorry. There's three of them. There's two of the ass boys. Two ass boys, yeah. yeah. And One ass man to acclaim. <laughs> uh, so we hear the rap from Max Caster. He says uh, that you go, you guys are messing with us and you're going to pay like Amber Heard, which got a huge uh, reaction from the crowd. Shout out Johnny Depp. Uh, then we get uh, them talking about how CM Punk is the champ, but he, he looks like he lives under the 405, which I guess is some sort of highway or bridge. In the area. We don't know roads either. <laughs> uh, then he says that FTR is just here to ride the coattails here. And then he go. Then he ends with, uh, 
Oh, by the way, Bret Hart is trash, boys. Y'all are about to get stomped by the ass, boys. Uh, big, big pop from me there. And it, you just have to diss Bret, and you're instantly like, okay, let's fucking go. I like these four together. Uh, yeah, why do well, I all five, I guess. Yeah. I think they're really fun. It's really it's And really they've got weird. it down it. now, the opening with, uh, what is it, Austin call it, Austin and Colton calling out the wrong, the wrong places. Yeah. Then Bowens gets it for the big cheer. Yeah, I uh, do love Yeah, them. I like these guys. Yeah, I do. Also, like, the wrestling hits. I mean, the wrestling hit for the acclaimed, the now, mm. it's almost like these ass boys. <laughs> that they're actually, I'm, I'm calling them ass boys. That's, that's their name. Yeah, that's their name. I mean, I feel like they're improving now that they're with yeah. these, this guy, uh, these guys. Uh, FTR are working in and out, tagging out. Uh, eventually, they tag in Punk here, uh, but he starts working Max, who eventually starts to beat down Punk into the corner, and the crowd is hot whenever Punk fires back. We get Cash who tags back in and hits this avalanche power slam. We get back suplexes from FDR tagging in and out again. Uh, during picture-in-picture, picture, Dax is getting beat down on. When we come back, Punk tags in, hot tag with the neck breaker, uh, and then like lifts up Cash to help him do like a tope to the outside onto the other guys. There's then the elbow up top, uh, basically doing Max Caster's move on himself, the mic drop, yeah. and says, I'm sorry. Uh, Billy Gunn goes on the apron and starts talking shit to CM Punk, so they go face-to-face when uh, he eventually pa- like counters the famouser on Austin and then somehow lifts him up and like throws him into Billy and then hits. Yeah. This deadlift. It yeah. Was, like a one arm deadlift. You see Roman do it, you know, guys yeah. that size and, uh, punk struggled, but he got him up yeah. eventually. And kind of, I think he was meant to throw him completely. Into, against. Yeah. He took a nasty bump on the rope, but like, it yeah, was it almost, cool, I thought. it was almost Seth Rollins thing. Yeah. Esque there, but yeah, what do you, the, the fact that he lifted him was very impressive mm. actually. Uh, and then uh, there's then the GTS, which then sets up into the big rig from FTR, and they get uh, the win here. Uh, the the ass boys lose. Uh, Punk had some spots where he was kind of slipping up, like going for the springboard a few yeah. times was looking. So uh, after the match, he like cuts a promo and says, I need to do better. Yeah, but I kind of like, realistically, your world champion match should be the the hardest fought match of the night. So it, it's it's only a couple of days later and he's fighting and he's kicking off the show and he looks old. You know, he's got he's grown the grey out in his beard and that kind of thing. And I liked his honesty in the promo, sort of taking note of it. Uh, but he's the champ. So sometimes, you know, great football teams, they yeah. they win ugly. You sneak in one goal at the end to win, you know? That's right. That's that's how you become a champion. It's Damn. it's winning when things aren't working for you. Preach. Not yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I didn't mind it. I thought it, there were some sloppy bits in the match, but overall, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, I actually like all the guys involved in this match, and it, I think Punk and FTR work great as a team. Absolutely. There's no exchange on camera about how all of a sudden they're cool with him when when they were with the Pinnacle, mm. they were beating him up. But we can we can move on. They forgive him. Uh, he, they, he forgives them. FTR, weren't FTR already then kind of distanced? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Trying to, it was, I just remember like Sean Spears doing it all on Wardlow. Okay, yeah, I true. think FTR was, were kind of broken away then. Okay, yeah, all right. I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll say you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, but I like these, these, this unit here. We need FTR going for the tag titles. We see Punk who grabs a microphone after. Also, I think it was uh, Brandon from New Jersey who was messaging one of our groups saying that Billy Gunn was actually Punk's last match in WWE. 
Oh, interesting. So we need to do Billy versus Punk for the strap next week. <laughs> On Rampage. <laughs> they should. Just do it. Have Billy get a, a false hope spot for the championship on Billy. I think he might be right. I think that might be Punk's last match. I mean, it was the Rumble. He was in the Rumble. Yeah, right? it was 20th of January. The Rumble would have been... So maybe singles match. singles match. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like the Raw or something like that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Punk afterwards has the microphone with FTR in the ring. CM Punk holds up his AEW championship, says, I've never done drugs, but I'd imagine this is what it feels like. And I know I'm the champ, but I got a lot of work to do, a lot of roads to still travel, and I got to get better, but that's what this is about. And he says, call me positive, call me negative, call me whatever you want, but you can call me the champ. And uh, he says, yeah, it feels good. Uh, This is when Dax grabs the mic and says, this feels good, this is pro wrestling, and says that this is my life. And in the crowd tonight is my wife and my baby girl, and they are all that matters in my life, and it like that's what I do this for. And huge pop when he mentions the wife and daughter yeah. in the crowd. I mean, yeah, good on that crowd. Uh, then he mentions that it doesn't matter. We're the best tag team in the world. Doesn't matter if you're from a different company. This company, uh, I swear, he says Finley. David Finley? I swear he said Finley in this promo. Uh, which then Finley's wrestling someone else next week. So. Fin- I thought I saw it somewhere. It's someone's real name or something. Okay. I oh, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, then uh, he basically says, come on, fight us. We're a tag team. I'm assuming he's mentioned... He, he, yeah, I thought they would mention the great O'Connor and Yeah, Jeff I didn't Topping. mention them at all. Uh, then Punk says, uh, basically... I know that forbidden door is back there here tonight. So it's time we open that forbidden door. I know you're back there. Open the door. Who is it? Who am I facing? Oh, sorry. Finley is Dax Howard's kid's name. Oh, okay. That makes way more sense. I thought he was just It was not like, I know you're out there. It's more like, I know you're out there, Finley. (laughs) I know you're watching. I know. He was still like breathing heavy after the match. He was mad. Yeah. I was like, wait, why is he calling out Finley? And (laughs) as uh, Knocked Out Films in the Twitch room uh, pointed out, uh, they did say that after Dax and CM Punk had the match, they had a kind of respect for each other. So yeah, they've put, aw- they put away the past. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is good, which yeah. is true. Kayfabe and in real life, I'm sure. Uh, well, the Forbidden Door is about to be open as CM Punk is asking for his challenger for the, the show to come out. Because he knows he's there. And go, ace! Out comes Tanahashi. Stares him down. And it's official. CM Punk, Tanahashi at the Forbidden Door show. Is that a big enough main for you? It's a big match, but I would say uh, it's not one of the ones where I start looking at flights. <laughs> but it, I'm still excited for the match. Don't get for don't me. Get me I I really like Punk, but it wouldn't make much of a difference to me who he's facing. Right. I'm more interested in like Danielson's opponent. That makes that, sense. That's the thing for me. Danielson or a returning Omega. Like, what would the match be? Yeah. For that, I don't see Omega coming back right now. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'd still be like Punk ha- Tanahashi is is great for me, um, but it does also depend on the rest of the card. Yeah, no, I'm super hyped about that match. Uh, I, I can't wait, but I do still think they will announce an Okada singles match, but not quite sure who the opponent would be. But yeah, uh, still super hyped for this match. I love Tanahashi, so definitely a dream match, and we get to see it. So obviously, Punk's gonna hit him with the GTS. 
and win because he's a champ. That's I think this is a safe match to do. Like, yeah, I it's think Tanahashi. So. I know we it's all a want big it. match, and Tanahashi can lose. Yeah, I mean, we all knew Mox was going to fight Tanahashi. I guess that's kind of pushed to the side because Mox's a little busy. But yeah, yeah, I would have thought you'd have had Mox. Ta- like that was Mox to has been calling for it. Yeah, for a they've while. been challenging each other for a long um, time. And poor Kenta uh, with two tweets, uh, one yesterday, one today. The first is, it looks like the forbidden door won't open for me, but I'm totally fine as long as he pays royalty (laughs) dollars, referring to CM Punk. And then today, knock, knock. Okay, bye. Hashtag forbidden door. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think uh, he's going to be wrestling Punk. I think that's the match he wanted. Too bad. Uh, I also uh, liked how Punk said... Uh, I've never done drugs, but this is what it must feel like. And mm. then Dax was like, well, actually, I've done drugs, and this also feels good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tanahashi, CM Punk. Definitely still a big match. Just still super hype. Why not? Tanahashi's still on a great run. I mean, every time you think Tanahashi's kind of done, he has a, a pretty stellar oh, yeah. match. And this his match with Kenta was pretty crazy from Wrestle Kingdom. So, yeah, super into that match. What else would you add to this they didn't really mention anything else. You see, I do want a, uh, a Danielson singles, but I do see them more likely doing a six-man, like the combat club against someone. Um, what, Hangman Okada would you do? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty big. They fought before. It was what, a good that, match. That G1, was I it? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, and, but they're completely different now. Yeah. Like, bigger stage and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I'd want Danielson versus Zach or Shingo. Oh, Danielson, Zach. Or Okada. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. I think we're getting a tag match. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Miro Ishii. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, we go now to our next segment, MJF. Probably the segment a lot of wrestling fans were interested in saying or seeing because they announced MJF is going to speak tonight. Mm. And, well, out comes Max. And he says, cut my music. Doesn't even say it, actually. He does this. That's how you know he's in an angry mood. He then says, I'm hurting. And he knows that tonight is a big night, even though he's coming off his loss. But he's mad. He's hurting. And he knows that tonight is a big night for AEW and Tony because it's the, what, the war- it's the merger. There's a lot of executives here tonight for this whole Warner Media thing that's been going on. Uh, I loosely have been following that kind of stuff, mm. but MJF telling me here, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because they did not really mention it uh, on the show. You wouldn't know. No. Right? Yeah, exactly. No, this was, yeah, the only... I th- Was there a mention at the beginning? No. No, this was it. Yeah. Well, he says that he doesn't want to piss any people off, but he's pissed off. He mentions uh, that he worked his ass off to get here, and then he worked his ass off to be the most talked about segments week to week and he would continue doing this and it slowly became all friends wrestling, Mm. meaning bringing in everyone's friends. He says, I wasn't handed my ticket. I get no respect and nobody in this company or in this business is on my level. And he starts getting really uh, aggressive and emotional and says, I don't go out there and hit home runs. I hit grand slams only 26 years old, and I have the whole industry looks at me under a microscope. I can carry this company just like I have, and just like all you fans, the boys in the back watch me too because they want my spot. And then he talks about how us fans are just uneducated marks, 
and then we sit on our phones and go off on the star ratings and talking about all this stuff. He's again, he's getting super hype and super mm. aggressive. Basically, a pipe bomb here is what he's going for. He says that he's a generational talent and starts talking trash about Tony Khan and talks about how he's just a big man in the back who needs to reach into his pockets, but he won't do that for me. He only uses his money for ex-WWE guys that he keeps bringing in, but none of those guys could lace my goddamn boots. And he says, would you treat me better if I was ex-WWE? And then he says that he should... That Tony Khan should just be behind the guardrail with all of these fans and says that, Tony, I want you to fire me. Look at me. Fire me. Fuck you. As he's censored here. Uh, I thought he said you, you uh, F and C, but he says... You fucking mock. Yeah. Uh, and then he's, his, his mic is cut off completely. His music hits and then it goes to commercial break. Did it even hit the music? I think it just cut to black, didn't it? It just went to commercial, yeah. Uh, Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, We've all uh, been following the story. MJF, will he get on the plane? Bought this ticket, walking out. Apparently showed up to his match just before it started, left right after. Yeah. All this. You all know uh, what's going on. Uh, Like I would assume from this, something's been worked out. But I love this. What a great promo. I really appreciated... Because uh, we saw him do the stretcher job the other day, and it would have been so easy and typical in wrestling to have him come out in the neck brace and like the comedy, like the you yeah. know, like yeah, all like yeah. like he, all he said was "I'm hurt," and yeah, you don't need to indicate it. You know, it was a serious promo, and that would have completely taken away from it. So I like that choice. Uh, the all friends wrestling line, the uh, the ex WWE guys, which is. Kind of true. There are a lot coming in. Yeah. Um, I thought everything was brilliant. Uh, I love them blurring the lines of like truth and reality. This guy doesn't miss. Uh, the only thing I'm hoping, I really don't want to see Tony Khan as an on-screen character for this because I don't think he's very good at that kind of thing. Nine days. And I hope we see this all just be from MJF's side. Because he can carry a whole feud just yeah. on his own, I think. I'm just, I'm just wondering that. What then? Where do you do? Where does it lead to then? Because what I got out of it, just watching it, I go, oh, eventually Tony Khan's got to respond to this. So it does make me think that we might, but I, I don't know if that he would do that. He he's kind of made it clear he's not really about that. Yeah, and I, I think we drag this down. Yeah, seeing him on TV. But I think there's ways you can do it. You can have. They've been they've been pretty liberal with with Tony Khan in the past. They've used Cody, especially used him a lot. Like he'd be talking, and then he'd go to the back, and Tony would be like, you know, signaling and but stuff. But it's never been him like coming yeah. out, cutting a promo. No, look, look here, Max. Like none of that is there. It's always just very little stuff. Um, or to make an even when he's made an announcement, it's kind of been passed off to someone else. Right. Um, but I could see things like MJF showing up winning a match pretty quickly and just not celebrating or anything, walking out, grabbing the mic, fire me, that kind of thing. I, I'm intrigued. I think this guy's fucking great. Uh, I'm glad it seems like he's sticking around, like they're blurring it into story, but at least he's not just sitting home right now. I'm, was there even a plane ticket? Was there? Was there even a true MJF meet and greet? Yeah. Was there, was there anything at all? This wasn't MJF here, was it? This was Maxwell. That's right. That's what yeah. he said. 
I thought this was great as well. I do think he is the best talker in the business. He, he even makes mentions of fans being like, oh, he's not good in the ring. Like, he's literally going, like, super smarky here. Yeah. Definitely blurring the lines. It reminds me, his promo, uh, in, a, in a weird way, he reminds me of Ric Flair because I loved watching old Ric Flair because I always thought he was the best wrestler and I always thought he was the best talker. And now I genuinely think MJF is that level of, mm. of the talker, at least. Like, this guy is... Beyond, if this is if this is all some sort of big ruse that he did, in fact, I I genuinely think wrestling fan wrestlers need to start uh, using so- social media in that way. We've seen what what little things tick off fans to then start saying this 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 wrestlers. Why don't they do that more often? Like saying and doing less on your like social media platforms is basically what kayfabe can can be mm-hmm. used in today's world. This could be all real. He could be pissed off. Who, who knows? But when I watch this, I'm like, wow, they're using this now and making it like the character. So a lot of people go, oh, wow, it's a work. And if but the whole thing was a work, good. I'm not mad. No. I'm not mad that I got work. Love it. I love that I've been invested in this. I um, think he's just good. I do I do genuinely think he's he just cuts a, a good promo. He definitely could probably read a phone book and it would sound good in all the million ways he could do it. But I, I'm just a little like, where would this lead now? Who would want to fight this guy is it just him feuding with tony khan who won't say anything uh i do think it was it was a solid promo though definite definite vibes of the pipe bomb mm. uh at, at least well with the the cutting out of the mic and yeah it's black at the end as well but great time in doing this with the xx there as well i think that added another little layer yeah i mean the guy's it. furious like, it yeah. got such a crazy reaction i mean it, he got cheers at one point it was almost like he's turning but then mm. you go wait tony's not a like, it's not like Vince McMahon in the Attitude Era. It's not evil or anything. But also, I think you listen and you go, yeah, like, aren't, aren't the reports like Mark Henry's making more than him? Yeah. And he just says, it's time for the main event every week. Like, it's... Someone's got to do that, It's though, true. Like, you look to- back and, what, he had the... He main evented a pay-per-view with Moxley. Yeah. He had the Punk match, which was the, the biggest match on that show, yeah. I think. He had the... Uh, the Punk match in uh, Chicago. Uh, yeah, as well. That as well, that was a different one. He's had the the blood and guts, the the whole inner circle pinnacle feud. He's had the Jericho Darby singing stuff, thing. The Jericho. He's had so many memorable moments. Yeah, in this, one hundred percent. So hey, you do guy. agree with him? Like, yeah, you're an asshole, but you're like, yeah, you, there's some truth, and that's what makes his character so compelling. I think. Uh, I, I'm genuinely interested in seeing where this goes. One hundred percent, definitely a good storyline. And the, the the thing is, like, this dude didn't even. There was no lag. Between the, you know, like he just got off a hot program and mm. it's like, yeah, I don't even need that anymore. I'm just going to go this way. What? That's crazy. That's, that's like, usually yeah. there's a little bit of a, okay, what do we do next? But this was like, nah, I'm just doing my own thing. He showed he didn't need this whole Wardlow thing to begin with. You could do stuff with him as well. Like he's, he never has a match booked, you know, he shows up and it's like, yep, yeah, another a week like he's not being booked it's as if he's just being right. left at home seeing out his contract sure yeah Stuff like that. something like that uh it, it was it was good i could see people not liking this because it's it is kind of like again that like pipe bomb trying to break the fourth wall kind mm. of thing but he's still just talking shit at, but doing it really good if you didn't like this you're wrong sorry like, <laughs> sorry wow. but like you you watch this stuff because you want to be sucked in and believe in things and this yeah. makes you he's believable this, this guy makes you do that yeah he is very believable uh, definitely I, I definitely believe uh, he is one of the best parts of AW so 
this this proved it to me again. Another big part of AEW though, Johnny Elite, he comes out to a huge California reaction. I mean, he's been all over California. He's been in the movies, yes. Boone, that the bounty hunter thing we talked about, Lucha Underground, Lucha Underground. Yeah, uh, what's that? Boyle Heights was that? I think. The fuck is that? Where Lucha Underground is? Oh, oh, yeah. right, my bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's just a legend. I like how they give him the slow mo. A legend, yes, yeah, an absolute <laughs> legend. <laughs> and Von Wagner's an incredible wrestler. Johnny Elite, uh, he does the slow mo, but I think they put the slow mo on the wrong part. So instead of where he does the like pose with his arm, yeah, it's like when he's just walking. Oh. <laughs> so it's like he's just walking really slow. Johnny Elite is going up against what is this? An open invitational? Yeah. To anyone in AEW, they can fight Johnny Elite. I feel like he did not. I mean, kayfabe wise, he did not think this through. No. <laughs> There's a lot of hungry people in AEW. Uh, I saw a tweet from a one CJ Perry, formerly known as Lana, from WWE, and she said uh, she was going to be watching AEW tonight, and uh, a lot of people went, "Huh." I eyeball emojis, and wouldn't you know, his opponent cuts to a video promo from the return of the Redeemer, Miro, is here, talking about all sorts of things, like the kingdom of heaven and God. He mentions his heart is broken since losing his gold, but my God, I no longer wish to come home. I now want to take yours. The Redeemer is back. And out comes Miro. So after months away, Miro has come back to uh, start a fight with God. He'd already picked his fight with God like before he yeah. left. But now he's like, no, I'm, I'm fighting you and I'm taking heaven as well. I'm kicking you out of heaven. He's going to make his own um, This is it, it all sounds ridiculous, but this guy makes it work so much. He, he sounds terrifying. Yeah. He's just saying, I'm going to like kill everyone on this roster... Until the only person left is God. And I'll kill him and claim my throne in heaven. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do genuinely love this guy. Uh, I love how during AEW, if you watch on TBS, you see ads for this product called Miro. Miro. It's spelled the same way. I'm not sure what it is, it an app or something, but shout out Miro. The Redeemer. Yeah, I got pretty hype when it showed his face here. So, Miro. have been wanting him to come back for so long. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Miro comes out to face Johnny Elite. And uh, Miro, uh, sorry, Morrison goes for some kicks here. But Miro stops him and then just starts to stomp him out as they go to break picture in picture. Miro puts him in all sorts of holds and sleepers. When we come back, there's a like sit-out, spin-out, sidewalk slam from Miro, which just crushed Johnny here. Eventually, Johnny gets to his feet and hits a series of roundhouse kicks to come back, some more kicks to the face, and then a standing running star press for a near fall. Uh, he then goes for some sort of uh, like running jump up move, but gets flipped and lands on his feet, but then eats a pump kick from Miro, who then screams, game over, locks in the game over, <laughs> the... Cobra, yeah, I still it? call it the accolade. Accolade. Yeah, the Cobra, no, yeah, Cobra Clutch. No, Camel Clutch. Camel Clutch. Make you humble. Uh, and Miro does just that. But he does the bend back with it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty so nasty. Uh, so Miro beats Johnny Elite here in his return, but he has redeemed himself. Yeah, I, I didn't actually think a great deal of the match, but I am happy to see Miro back. I think he's a, a major player, and 
hopefully, yeah, you, you mentioned he could be a Forbidden Door guy, like coming Ishii. back soon. And I think Ishii would be great. 100% Ishii. That would be a dream match. Definitely. Yeah, uh, we do a lot of retro NXT reviews on our Patreon. And right now we've been talking a lot on the, those shows about Rusev, Alexander Rusev, to be mm-hmm. in fact. And it's basically like the skeleton of his whole character. And he still does a lot of the things in 2013, all these years later. The stomps and the rules the and taunts and everything. Yeah, but I definitely love this version of this guy. Like, did not like him in, in later years in WWE. But here, completely different guy and totally believable. He could say anything, and you look at him, and you, you, he's scary. So, uh, yeah, I'm super pumped that he's back. In fact, I still stand by what I said a few times, I think maybe on Double or Nothing Review or something. He should just take that TNT title back. Screw all that other stuff that's going on. Not working. Boom. Give it back to him. And, or set up the match with Ishii. Mm-hmm. Never open weight champion Miro. <laughs> Wait, is he the is Ishii, I feel like Ishii's always champ that champion. So no, I don't think. It's Suzuki right now, isn't it? Book that, too. I don't know. That'd yeah, be that'd great. be good as well. Yeah, Miro in the G1. Yeah? Yeah, Danielson mocks Miro in the G1. Book it. I can't see Miro going over, Come to on. be honest. Stop. don't think Lana would want to go that long. She doesn't have to go. True. <laughs> he can bring God. He can bring God. To Japan. Well, he's looking for God, isn't he? He's he a lot God. of people are looking for God lately. Yeah. We go to... Oh, Tamatonga is never openweight champion right now. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Ishii can win it back. I swear he's like 13-time champion or something. <laughs> I know we did our best match ever, never open weight championship months and months ago. All, all, uh, it was pretty much Ishii. all Ishii, yeah. which was not, which means it was all bangers, but yeah. Uh, so Miro wins, and uh, I'm happy he's back. Hopefully that match is Ishii at the Forbidden Door. We then go to the Jericho Appreciation Society, which always starts off with their great intro, the Sports Entertainers. Sport entertainers. <laughs> Did they, like looking back at all these, like I'm not talking about your like Adam Cole's or something like that, or Keith Lee's, but I'm talking about like the NXT people that got cut and then you know trickled over to AEW. I think 2.0, Daddy Magic and Cool Hands here got the best flip. They've done great. Like, can we say they had the best glow up? Like, look what they were doing. And they've pretty much been on TV ever since they've gone away. And stealing the show last week with Double or Nothing. Absolutely. Rules match. Um, No, I think they're they're awesome. I think I think we can we can give them their flowers. Like, look what look at that. You were you were being treated like ass. You you had a set that they didn't that they purposely broke. Remember, they had a set for their little talk show, yeah. and then they they ribbed them by breaking it. And now look at you now. But the even in NXT, any time they were given, they like stole Stood that out. segment, yeah, right? One hundred percent stole it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just as a fan because we do the NXT stuff, and we've been watching them for so long. Just literally getting wasted. We would go. These guys are funny. These guys are good. These oh, these guys are actually pretty good. And look at them now. Like they're still look. They know their roles. I mean, I, yeah, remember that first time we saw Everrise and we were like, who the fuck are these, <laughs> who are these guys? Fucks? <laughs> <laughs> Years ago. I'm like super, super great to see them do this because they, they make me laugh. Especially fucking, what is it? Matt Menard. That guy's insane. Daddy He's Magic. a maniac. He's ridiculous. <laughs> he is amazing. Oh, man. Anyways, the 2.0 come out. Sorry, no. Yeah, Jericho Appreciation Society come out. Uh, they say, a, uh, sorry, this is not Matt Menard, the other one. Cool Hands. What's his name? Cool Hands. With the Tash? Or has he shaved it off? Yeah. 
Cool Hand says, AEW Galaxy, appreciate yes. us. <laughs> and then gives a wink to the camera. Uh, a total nod to acknowledge me, but mm. appreciate us. I think they should continue saying that. Uh, Daddy Magic wants to know, did you see it? Did you? Again, he's insane. He says, did you see what happened? We are the princes of the pay-per-view. We're the princes of the pape. <laughs> <laughs> he then says that winning that match, uh, after we had our head bounced off the floor, Jericho says, we had mustard all over us. I had my hair pulled out. And Eddie Kingston, that psycho, tried to light us on fire. And, well, what kind of a, what kind of a man... Burns another man, says Jericho, uh, which also got a laugh from me. He then says that he uh, is going – Danielson said he was going to click, kick my expletive head in, but that didn't win. And once again, pro wrestlers lose and so sports entertainers win always. And out comes Eddie Kingston who says, cut the music, cut the music. I want to fight all of you. Danielson hates me. Mox and me don't really speak. Everything's just all over the place, but I just want he to fight. He uh, said, I haven't seen Mox for weeks. Which you saw him on <laughs> You saw him on Sunday. Sunday, but I know what he means. And uh, says, like, at least uh, Monkey's talking to me. Ortiz. He's like, Monkey's Ortiz. Yeah, I remember, I, on one of the podcasts I've heard him listen, he's yeah. always talking about Monkey. Yeah, that's what he calls him. Yeah. Uh, so he says, he's still with me, but it doesn't matter. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. But I want to I wanna get violent. I want to pay back for what you did. So William Regal's out there with Eddie Kingston. Which just is a ridiculous pair. Combo. I was nervous. It's all right when, like, you know, Danielson is there yeah. and Mox is there. But, but Eddie? Eddie just with Regal. Yeah, I was interested. It's like, you know, when friends and friends get together and it's yeah. just a bit weird. <laughs> They're jump friends. Yeah. You know, Eddie and Regal. Well, Eddie says, Regal, tell him. Tell him, Regal. Tell him what I want. And Regal has the mic and says it. Blood and guts. <laughs> not quite the war games. No, not got the same ring. Blood and guts. And the crowd goes wild. And, uh, yeah, the challenge is made. Uh, when, when the Jericho guys go to chase Eddie, I think it's Monkey, who gets in the ring and uh, smacks Jericho with the, with the ball in the sock mm. thing. But, uh, yeah, this match has been made official. We kind of talked off the front, but blood and guts... Wait, this is where he cuts his hair as well, isn't it? Oh, sorry. He yeah. shaves his hair. That's right. Ortiz starts to uh, shave. Sorry, not shave, but actually grab parts of Jericho's hair and scissor it and cutter it. Uh, cutter it. Scissor it. And uh, which then also sets up another match. So, yeah, Jericho, they confirm blood and guts. And Jericho says uh, he'll have a hair versus hair match with Ortiz. Um, it says it's June 15th, which seems you'd have thought this would have been before blood and guts but this is like weeks and weeks away what do you mean this hair versus hair match when is it june july 15th july yeah why would it be in july at road rager yeah oh okay wait seems, july it seems okay yeah that's weird did they show okay the i think they i think they must have had a mistake on the graphic because it wouldn't the, make sense it says july yeah, it does say July. I guess they put the wrong one. Yeah. But, just uh, before Blood and Guts makes way more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Is the wizard losing his hair? J- Bald Jericho? I, I mean, I think it's going to be Ortiz. I think Bald Jericho is way... Like, Ortiz would like look cool with yeah. the shaved head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see Jericho bald. Yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want Jericho to... We, need, we haven't had Bald Jericho. 
You've had so many different versions know. of Jericho. I don't know if the streets need, we need it. Need Jericho. I don't know. I don't know if we do. <laughs> one, day, one day, one day, start wearing a wizard's hat with a wig underneath to like. <laughs> he has wizard it's... hair already. He's literally got wizard. Exactly. Hair. So we'll lose it. No, the wizard. No, the wizard. You can't have a ball. Do you remember wizard. when Undertaker shaved his head and would wear his hat with the wig underneath <laughs> until he revealed he was bald at yeah, WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> Jericho's Kane's a, mask. Yeah. Uh, Jericho's had a lot of hairstyles, though. Did Kane used to have long hair? Has I that ho- always been I hope wig? so. No, it always looked like it was real. It did, didn't it? It did, yeah, it did. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Any other uh, ones that bothered you? <laughs> what, people's hair? Yeah, if it was real or not. Uh, in wrestling? Who else wore a wig? I don't know. I heard Ted Danson wore a piece, like, later years of Cheers, but... Uh, yeah, uh, our friend, our friend John told him to take it off. Talked to the producers, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Check out our Loch Ness review. <laughs> I'm thinking wrestling, like hair versus hair. I don't think they've done one in AEW before. Is this a first? Yeah. Last one we saw was uh, Grimes and Duke Hudson, and Duke Hudson just grew his hair back the next week. <laughs> and was like, yo, I look fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was really like, oh. He's... He was on TV once, bored, then went home for a couple of weeks. And then and he's like, back, oh, you look fine. exactly the same. <laughs> you look good. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I do see Ortiz losing the hair. Sorry. Yeah, let's go Jericho. <laughs> we go to a recap of Samoa Joe uh, looking, getting his shoulder looked after his match with Adam Cole. That damn for, shoulder. Whose shoulder got it? Life, got it that shoulder? Who got it worse, Adam Cole's shoulder or Joe's shoulder? I bet Adam Cole was hurt before that match because he was wearing a lot of tape mm. during it. Uh, Samoa Joe is... It shows this clip from after that match, and he's attacked by Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Uh, so this storyline is continuing about the Ring of Honor. T- was it a TV title? No. Pure title? TV title. TV title. Yeah. Uh, but then it sets up this next match because Adam Cole also is injured, so he won't be in this next match, even though he was announced. There was a few injuries from the pay-per-view including Adam Cole, so he's not going to be in this match, but it's the Young Bucks and Red Dragon going up against Jurassic Express and what was supposed to be the Hardy Boys is now just Matt Hardy and um, Christian Cage. Oh, and Darby Allen, who Jeff picked to sub for him. I forgot to mention the fifth guy replacing Adam Cole on that, that team. You know, the perfect fit to, to sub out Adam Cole. Hikaleo. So is Cole injured as well then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought he just sat out because Jeff sat out. But then... <laughs> no. no. What? Why are you doing that? Jeff's hurt? Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm not wrestling if Jeff's not. Um, yeah. So Hikaleo. Yeah. Hikaleo. Uh, we've seen... Who was it we saw him on on Dynamite against? Lance Archer. Lance Archer, was it? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, Jeff did come out. No face paint. No, it's a little sad. No duking. Know? Yeah, no duking. Was there? Yeah, he wasn't doing it. He just he kind of did the sting thing, just like fist bumped <laughs> his brother. <laughs> Off you go, man. I hope he's okay, man. I like they said. Like the 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 reports are all out there saying like he was hurt before his match. It. I mean. Pay-per-view. It took him a long time to realize his boot was just not on his foot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, out of all the matches he's had of recently, I can probably picture, pinpoint the match that yeah. was the one that hurt him. Mm. The one with Darby Allen. Yeah. 
So this match is crazy. Five on five. Uh, Young Bucks still getting a huge pop. Uh, I mean, this is the first time AEW's in California, and these are some SoCal boys. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure they were loving that pop here. Uh, there's some crazy back and forth here from all four guys. Jungle Boy is in this. He hits a crazy pop-up Rana to the outside. Christian at one point hits a splash for a near fall. There's uh, moonsaults from Luchasaurus and Topes from Darby and Jungle Boy. Nick then sets up everyone to the outside and does a crazy jumping, flipping corkscrew tope and pretty much lands on his feet. This guy, Nick Jackson, is just incredible. Uh, there's then a commercial break when they're working on Christian Cage tagging in and out. Eventually, Luchasaurus is in. He hits this head scissor spike thing. Uh, there's a destroyer from Jungle Boy. There's then a chokeslam moonsault press combo. Hikaleo is in. Both big guys in this match. They're fighting each other. Eventually, Darby comes in and just, just going all over the place. Darby, what, almost... Killing himself here again. Yeah, he does that crazy tope to Kyle on the outside, the stun dog in the ring, just launching himself corner to corner. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he gets he gets chasing the dragon on the outside. Matt Hardy goes in, starts beating up everyone by taking their head and bashing them into the turnbuckles. The, the delete, delete turnbuckle things. bit. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh there's a twist of fate. Boy, it got a laugh from me when he did it to all four and then went to do it to Hikaleo, the big like, guy. Nah. And you think, oh, he's not going to do it to him. And he didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't. I know it's te- it's not like a headbutt, but he's Samoan. So they have, mm. there's rules with the headbutting. There. Hot heads. Yeah, yeah they can't. It won't work on them is the, the gimmick of they've been using. Uh, who's Hikaleo's dad again? Is, Hikale- it, is it Meng? Uh, we talked about it recently. Tamatonga? I can't remember. I no, know someone's I got so. a few different sons. We were just discussing it on an old WCW review just like a few weeks yeah. ago, but it's like slamboree when we're talking about Ming. Uh, Hikaleo is, is, is on the outside. He gets speared by Christian off the apron there. In the ring, there's a huge super kick party from the Young Bucks lighting up Luchasaurus, Matt Hardy, Jungle Boy. Yeah. Adopted father. Haku. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Which, who is Ming? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Eventually, there's the high-low and then the Meltzer driver on Jungle Boy. And the Bucks pick up the win here, beating the tag team champions. Uh, yeah, the Super Elite and Hikaleo win the match. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Just nonstop. The, the Bucks never really miss at all. Um, I can't say Hikaleo really stood out. Didn't do a whole lot. I think everyone else in this match had their moment. Uh, Luchasaurus with his kind of backwards roll handstand spike tracking thing. the legs and then just spiking him almost in a pile driver I thought was awesome um Christian we don't get to see wrestle a great deal anymore but thought he looked good I love that spear off the apron to the floor I thought it looked really good after the match Matt Hardy's trying to like console his lost team mm. but Christian grabs Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and kind of like they walk out so like Matt was kind of like, oh, like, what the hell? And they did show uh, when Matt and Christian tagged earlier, there was a moment kind of just acknowledging their past. They kind of stared at each other for a second. They're like, look at us. Who would have thought it, huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd gift right there to each other. Like, look at us. Huh. Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I would I would uh, have suspected this was deliberate to have Jungle Boy take the pin so that you set up the Bucks getting a title shot yeah. against them. Instead, they announced this Friday on Rampage in California, Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, which 
is a match I don't think you need to add any so soda story to at all. And as of, I mean, we've seen it a million times. I'm going to speak on, yeah, I'm speaking not for all wrestling fans, but like I'm okay with them always having that match. I think you could do it every week. I also feel it's almost like we're in California. We should do this. Do it 100%. I will be definitely watching because super excited for that. So rampage, uh, but yeah, uh, I actually really like this mixed tag match. It had some yeah. crazy stuff. Mixed tag? Sorry, whatever this was. Five, <laughs> five person tag. Yeah, ten Yeah, no, match. I thought it was awesome. It had a lot of fun stuff. I love all the guys involved. And Hikaleo, yeah, you're kind of right. He didn't really stand out, but he didn't look bad or anything. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We go backstage and we see Swerve Scott and, sorry, Swerve Strickland uh, and Keith Lee. And they're hanging out with a bunch of his friends, his moguls, he says. Uh, I tried to catch all the names. He said one guy was MCU. I was like, oh, the MCU? Or he said he worked on a lot of movies. Uh, Jeff Hamilton and some guy who makes leather jackets and stuff like that. Isn't there a basketball man in there? Uh, uh, I think a producer or a rapper or something. Right. I'm, I'm not sure. And he then said, grabs, he gets a new jacket. The jacket looked pretty fly. I'm not going to lie. I, everyone looks super cool here. So I was like, yeah, all right. I, th- this for me was just like, you know, when someone name drops someone and yeah. you just never heard of the person. It's right, like, yeah. I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Swerve. Your friends look cool. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Uh, it it kind of sucks because I think they had some momentum too when the titles on yeah. uh, the pay-per-view. But I think if you just book these guys in a story with another tag team, it could it could advance. Is it over with Team Tats, do you think, with these two teams? I think so. This was okay. they didn't there's no mention, it yeah. was kind of a clear cut. We go to Tony Shivani bringing out Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon. Or Athea, as Tony calls her. Athea, which Athena. her name is Athena. Um, I was just so excited to see Athena come out while watching Dynamite with you uh, tonight because I know you're a really big fan, actually. Hey, I like her wrestling. Yeah. We have Athena say that she could not wait to be all elite. She says that she is uh, here to, to kick some ass and she's here to join this great women's division and that she is the fallen goddess 
and calls out Jade Cargill and says that she's going to beat her for the TBS championship. When you hear it, Tony, cut the shit. And out comes Jade. Athena got a nice reaction when she came out. But when Jade said cut the shit, it went from a five crowd level to about an eight. Yeah, unfortunately, from this, the promo from Athena... It's the same thing I've always felt with her. It was just a little cringy for me. Um, I feel she pulls way too many faces. Um, it, there's something that just doesn't connect with me as a, a with her as a character. But it is week one, so I'm, I'm hoping she can re- like in a new environment. Maybe over time she can win me over because I do like her wrestling. Cut the shit. But yeah, Jade coming out definitely got a bigger reaction. <laughs> she says. Uh, I don't care if you were this, that, whatever. I'm that bitch. She has uh, the baddie section with her. And then she also has Stokely Hathaway in a nice, like, baby pink killer cam suit. I see it. He is now being called her publicist. Mm. She's There's no smart mark here with Jade. Uh, Stokely, he, she introduces Stokely as her publicist and then says that this guy is the best talker in the business. He then says that, simply put, referring to Jade, this woman is a goddess and our TBS champion. And Athena, I know you want a shot, but not today. When they start getting in the face of each other with the baddies getting in there, Kira Hogan, when Anna Jade comes to back her out, Chris Statlander comes to back her out, and uh, a match is set up for Athena's debut uh, on Rampage against Kira Hogan. Yeah. Which I, I like Kira Hogan, so I, I think this this could be a good match. And it's I, I, I'm happy to see Kira start to get some stuff, because I feel she's been in AEW a while now, and apart from the odd thing on Dark, we never really see her. So I think the baddie section's great for like her and Red Velvet. I, and I think yeah. this would be a good match, a good debut for Athena. Um, the segment, I thought, I really think we needed more from Stokely here. Yeah, he, he, you've had Athena. She's the big debut. She said her part. I think you brought this guy in to talk. Let him talk. He was very quickly interrupted, and then you had like you know Anna Jay and Statlander come out, and it was just all kind of yelling over each other. So I was expecting Stokely to like verbally like eviscerate her or something, or sit, talk or some just, trash, or, or at least say why he's with Jade and big up Jade or something. Yeah, uh, it just wasn't really enough from him. But I, I think. I quite like the this three-on-three three thing going on at the moment. I like a lot of the people involved in this. So Yeah. Uh, I, I think it could have been a bit better, but I'm still invested. I, I definitely, like, the character that Jade has, and especially all her lines and everything, just the way she presents herself comes across as mega star. So I've definitely, like, definitely started being super into this character. Mm. And, and I, I, I am like the crowd. I was like, oh, cool, Athena. All right. And then Jade comes out. And I'm like, all right. Now, nah, actually, yeah. this, this, this is the real star here. The match could be good, too. Athena and Jade down the line will happen yeah. eventually. Don't see Athena being the one to be I think that would be good for Jade as well, working with someone a bit more experienced. Because yeah. like, she's had a, having a match with Anna Jay, who's been wrestling as long as she has. You know, like, yeah. I think that could be, uh, could be a good match. I miss Ember Moon's theme song. I secretly kind of liked it. The first, first one, one. The OG her one. Her second one wasn't good. Ember, No, wait. That's Asuka. No, wait. Oh, I'm getting them confused. Yeah. But yeah, Ember Moon's was good. Uh, we go to Wardlow. 
no music, but then when he comes out, his music and Titantron light up. Yeah, I think I was expecting this silent bit backstage to have the crowd really loud chanting Wardlow. I yeah. didn't really notice it, but I, I am glad they're still keeping that element of his entrance. They weren't as loud for no. Wardlow. Wardlow comes out and he's going one-on-one with J.D. Drake. J.D. tries to get some offense in, but Wardlow easily squashes him. him. He just power bombs him, picks him up, and does another one. And J.D. Drake ain't no uh, tiny boy here, so these, these power bombs look big. Puts the foot on the chest. One, two, three. Wardlow wins. Uh, but the story comes back after this with smart Mark Sterling coming out saying, Wardlow... You're being served, and I'm suing you. All these people are suing you. All the security guards from all these weeks are getting together and suing you. This ha- <laughs> this had been set up a couple of weeks ago, hadn't it? Mark Sterling spoke to one of them, and I'd forgotten <laughs> until he came out. He's also been using social media, and he's got like a camp. It's like Better Call Saul campaign. Like, right. if, have you been personally attacked by Wardlow? By Wardlow. <laughs> I love this. Um, yeah, it's it funny. gives something Wardlow to just deal with before you want to put him I, I see him eventually being maybe thrown there to take the TNT title of Scorpio Sky yeah but maybe Sky has a couple of things he he needs to do with that title first right I think this keeps Wardlow busy we can still see him just you know run through people and murder he's, people he's got to murder which Tony at, Nese. which at the moment <laughs> is what's fun right just yeah. seeing him powerbomb people it's still working right now yeah um, Tony so, Nese is next yeah <laughs> Smart so I'm mark. glad they found him something to do. Uh, yeah, I think having MJF cut that crazy wild promo earlier almost hurt Wardlow here. The fans almost were cheering more for MJF, you know? Yeah. Could have maybe switched these, had Wardlow earlier, and then MJF later, maybe. Yeah, it felt like it wasn't as loud for him, but I still yeah. think he's great. We get Scorpio Sky backstage. He's talking about how he has a TNT title defense against Dante Martin. And says, enjoy California, go to the boardwalk, go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. I've always wanted to go there. And says, this is, this guy's a kid. He's taking him kind of lightly. But he's kind of saying it in a nice way. So he's like a heel, baby face. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, even Lambert is like, nice hey, I don't like that guy, but he's good. Yeah. I respect. Yeah. Uh, just before he puts his glasses on, Dante interrupts. It's like Dante was watching the whole promo. He goes to the click. Yeah. Turn the lights off. And, well, Dante comes and stops him and says, don't underestimate me. And, uh, yeah. Can't, uh, the match actually sounds good, but this didn't make me very excited for it. I really think Lambert has run its course. He's just there to be there. I didn't mind this. It's a setup for a Rampage match. They're normally this kind of quick little interview thing backstage. Yeah. Um, I, I think the match will be good. I do want to see what... I kind of want for Sky to, for him to have a decent run. I don't think it would look good for him or the title to just have him beaten right away with this. It's been hot potatoed a lot. I kind of want to see Sky start to prove himself a bit and have those good matches we know he's capable of against a variety of people. So Dante Martin to start with, I think that's cool. Um, but I hope this starts being defended weekly, you know? Yeah. We go to Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Britt coming out, of course, with her newly won Owen Hart title, trophy title championship, the Stampede looking championship, pink thing. 
And uh, yeah, these two teams are going against each other. Tony and Ruby kind of fit. They're both what rock stars, punk. Kind of, Ruby's got the punk rock. And Tony's got the 80s. Tony's mom loves 80s music, isn't it? Wasn't that the thing? <laughs> Is that her? In WWE? Her yeah. mom loves... Her mom was a rock chick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Tony's in some like crazy red leather pants, some Rick James pants going on with Tony Storm. Uh, Brit, dur- uh, this match kicks off. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter gain some offense when they keep tagging in and out and work on Ruby Soho through picture in picture. When we come back, Ruby hits some back suplexes. Tags in Tony, who hits a huge German on Jamie Hayter, and then a wicked running hip attack right to the face, and then a crazy tornado DDT for a near fall. Hayter then goes on the outside and DDTs uh, Tony off the apron to the outside, but then Ruby jumps off the top to the outside with this crazy high angle, high fast. She had so much speed. Yeah. This crossbody. This the was floor. nuts. Yeah. Uh, when she gets up, though, she's welcome to a sling blade from Britt on the outside. Just craziness. We go back in the ring. There's a series of backbreakers. And then Britt gains control. She hits a butterfly suplex off the top, which looked pretty sweet. But eventually gets caught with the no future kick, but kicks out at two. Eventually counters a roll-up and a roll-up again for the lock jaw. But eventually there's more roll-up attempts. When eventually Hater runs in to roll her back into position... Eventually hits Ruby with the shake, rattle, and roll, like that spinning neck breaker. Uh, But then more inside cradles when uh, eventually there's the destination unknown, which is like a... a, Blade Runner? Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. And gets the win on Britt Baker. Ruby Soho wins the match. This match... Started kind of slow for me, but then when it came back from that picture-in-picture, it just fired off. Yeah, I was really impressed with all four here, actually. Huge This Is Awesome chant, by the way. I think we've said, like, uh, I think Jamie Hayter's excellent, actually. Every time we see her, I think she looks really good, and uh, she was great in this match. But um, the other three, I think, have always been a bit hit and miss, and this was definitely hit. I thought all four looked excellent. The speed in that final stretch with some of those big moves... um, was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and this got a well-deserved... This is awesome, I thought. Interesting that uh, most matches on this show were, you know, some of the, the big losses on Sunday getting their win back. You had Hardy's beating, uh, winning in the 10-man. The you had uh, Ruby Soho here getting a win back over Brit, and, um, and then the main event with yeah, Mox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that hangover show. Yeah, uh, I actually really like this. Again, when it came back from picture in picture, all four of them were just go, 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 and like a lot of connecting spots that really worked. I thought this was probably one of my favorite women's matches in AEW. Yeah, just full stop. Uh, I I think all four kind of needed to do something like this to kind of prove this, and I think they did. Uh, honestly, I love this better than any of the women's matches on this pay per view. No, I preferred Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa to this, but I, I really enjoyed this match. It was pretty good. Uh, and I like Destination Unknown as the name. Uh, she just uses the song lyrics as yeah. her. <laughs> we go to our main event, which is Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. The first dance when Punk showed up in AEW, this was the main event. And now Punk is the champion, and this is our main event. Wow. Cool stuff. They they are in Los Angeles, so we got some stars in the crowd. Are you ready? Hit me, Vince Vaughn. Ah, 
Vince Vaughn is here. You know he loves wrestling. He's in the Page movie. What's he been doing recently? I don't know. Probably trying to make Wedding Crashers 2. Fred Claus 2. I like Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Wedding Crashers. I don't know why. Wedding Crashers is goaded. I mean, and so is, uh, what, Swingers? Swingers and, and Wedding Crashers are probably best two one of the best comedies. But, yeah. I, don't, I haven't watched any good Vince Vaughn movies lately, unfortunately. Oh, he was done a bunch of Curb recently. Okay. Um, doing a TV series called Bad Monkey. That's yeah, he hasn't good. done anything big for good a while. for Vince Vaughn. I like Vince Vaughn. <laughs> you motorboat and son of a bitch. Uh, then they cut to a real celebrity. Macaulay fucking Culkin. Yeah. That's right. Macaulay Culkin. wrestling. Macaulay Culkin is here. Bunny ears. Kevin, whatever you want to call him. I texted John Pollock right away. And Regal, Regal just goes, oh, look, he's home alone. <laughs> and sells it knowing it's like, he can't think of anything else to say. He's trying to make a joke. Yeah. He states the obvious. Yeah. And it's such a dad thing to do. And they like oh, politely so laugh. And they're like, oh, yeah, Regal. Yeah. Uh, he's home alone. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, someone in the chat knocked out in the Twitch chat saying Freddie Prince Jr. was also there oh. too. They didn't want to show him. He's competition. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> didn't He's I scouting. say they would, they would make a fed together? They need to make a fed together. McCauley, yeah. That was my They're scouting, right? They're scouting the talent. All right, who's Tony going to fire? MJF? All right, we'll get you. Whose contracts are running out? Uh, also, uh, JP in the chat here, JPK says, uh, don't sleep on dodgeball as a Vince Oh, Bond great movie. film. Yeah. yeah, good movie too. Not quite up there with Swingers or Wedding Crashers, but still. Well, Garcia versus Moxley, one-on-one again here. Uh, both of them just... I mean, Garcia was limping to the ring with his Kangol hat on, but he was limping. Mox just always looks like he's had a rough time, but he's just yeah. a violent man. These, he's led within seconds in this match, and I don't <laughs> even know how. Well, Garcia punched him. Right, okay. Knuckle punched his, his, his wound. Uh, these two, or was it this headbutt here? Because early on, they're uh, like Roman knuckle lock here when Garcia just headbutts him and then sends Mox to the outside and then does this running drop kick stomp to Mox in between the steel stairs. They gets him in the ring and puts him in a figure four. This is when Moxley is just leaking blood absolutely everywhere. <clears throat> There's then Daniel who gets him up top for an avalanche back suplex, which was just crazy. They're then brawling again ringside. When Moxley, the stair, the steps that had been moved from earlier, hits Garcia with an X-plex oh and boy. just just throws him. It's not what it like steps. They're the, they're the weapon of 2022. Last year it was what light tubes. Yeah. Um, we had the table sprays in 2000. <laughs> Kendo sticks have have come and gone. It's the stairs this year. Eric Rowan and Big Show were ahead of their time with That's, their stairs match. Yeah, um, this one was one of the nastiest because he landed right on the edge, just the to the spine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched this back a few times. This was a crazy spot. The X plex is where you like lift them up to suplex and then like throw them forward. Release. Yeah. But wow, the stairs just no give there with the ah damn crazy. Uh, so he hits that move and then gets Garcia back in the ring and starts biting him trying to make him open up his wounds as well. There's then uh, a super hatch suplex, like the, the front chancery superplex there. There's then elbows by Garcia coming back here, tries to do the, like, 
Daniel Bryan, Moxley, Blackpool elbows. But Moxley pretty much no-sells it and then hits his own to Garcia here. There's in a series of roll-up attempts and then a backdrop driver from Mox. And then Garcia somehow stumbles to his feet. There's a series of slaps and chops when then Garcia hits a backdrop driver of his own, picks up Moxley, and pile drives him, which looked nasty, but Mox kicks out. He then applies his deep sharpshooter, as Jericho on commentary is like, it's a deep sharpshooter. It's a great sharpshooter to start with, and then he does the lean back. Yeah, it looks great. Lean back. He then is doing this lean back into the sharpshooter, which Moxley scouts and grabs the head in perfect position for the bully choke, but eventually... Garcia gets out of that. There's then more brawling between the two of them and then more counters into the bully choke. This is when Jericho runs down to the ring to try to get involved and distract Moxley when Eddie Kingston appears and barrels down this ramp. I did, yeah, so a lot happy. was slipping on this ramp tonight. And he, almost, almost stacked it. he almost did the Titus O'Neil, but instead lands on Jericho and just beats him up. Eventually, it's Mox in the ring hitting the paradigm shift, getting the 1-2-3 on Garcia, getting the win here for the Blackpool Combat Club. But this match was just crazy. Oh, this was great. Um, I could have done with... Maybe the beat down, like the interference thing till after. Yeah. Because I, I thought it just ruined the flow of the match. Yeah. Because uh, I thought the match was fantastic. Um, so violent and Daniel Garcia is so good. Um, so good at this style as well. Like he would have fitted right into the Black Ball Combat Club, but I kind of like that he's doing this other thing right now. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. A great match at the end of a, a really good dynamite, I thought. Yeah, it had a lot of craziness. This match had a lot of blood. I mean, Mox was probably real easy to bust open, and you know he loves doing it. But uh, it had a lot of violence. It had a lot of catching up the story. We knew this would lead into. We suspected, like, oh, maybe they'll do blood and guts, and then they literally advertise it. After the match, Mox has a mic and uh, says, Eddie, you're crazy. You're one hard guy to love, but you know I love you. He says... You guys want blood and guts? Well, sign up, Mox. I'm in, and I'll see you at Blood and Guts. And then, yeah, it's that dynamite in a few weeks in Detroit for this match. We don't know who is going to sign up for this match because so far it's just Eddie, Ortiz, and Mox. We obviously assume Santana. I assume Santana. <clears throat> I would assume Dan Wheeler as well. Oh, yeah. But it's they're going to tease that till right at the end. Danielson, Danielson joining. joining. Because he's upset at Eddie yeah. for pouring gasoline mm-hmm. on him. <laughs> no, love it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And to think there was so much happening on this show, and I, I, but you still didn't have like follow-up with House of Black and Julia Hart. Hangman wasn't on the show. There's so many people on this roster right now and so many things going around. But I think that's okay. I think, I think it's good, actually, Hangman, to have a week off. Like, I... I think when you lose after a big championship match, you need a bit of time before we see you again. Um, it, they said, what, he's facing David Finley next week? Hangman versus yeah. Finley. So there is a Finley fighting. <laughs> there is a Finley fighting, but not with Dax. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the MJF promo was excellent. That 10-man tag was excellent. This main event, the women's match, I thought one of my favorite dynamites, actually. I, I actually agree with you. I think it was one of my favorite dynamites. Uh, it was, it's always... After their pay-per-views, it's like a reset because, you know, there's like title changes, there's stories continuing, there's new stories, there's all sorts of stuff. It felt like a a proper like, all right, like, here we go. Some 
con- there is a lot of continuing, but I, I, I liked where everything is going. I was surprised we didn't get more uh, for Forbidden Door, seeing that it's only True. a few weeks away, but they can start that next week, I guess. You, I mean, you got the main event, so that's... They might a- that's add something from Rampage. But yeah, I was surprised no, like, like another run-in or anything like that. Yeah, no Great Ocon. Mm. No Jay White. Instead, he picked his hand-picked Hikaleo to fill in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think they'll start releasing some stuff. I hope we get more singles matches like Miro, Ishii, Danielson, mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr., if that makes sense somehow. But, but yeah. With this so close to, um, like, this Blood and Guts just being the Wednesday after a Forbidden Door, does that kind of indicate maybe these guys will not be on the show? It's possible, which is unfortunate. Because they've we, got this feud. Like, you can't really be doing this feud and yeah. a New Japan feud, can you, at the same time? Yeah, Danielson is which one. Would, Dan, that's maybe why it would be a good idea to have Danielson as the asterisk. Right. He could have a match on Sunday, and they could be four men, and he could always come as the fifth man on the day. Because where's Yuta? He's going to be coming back from the Super Yeah, Genius. you could have Yuta. But yeah, Danielson one-on-one versus... And then you turn the blood and guts. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, I love this dynamite. It had some ridiculous stuff, but pro wrestling's ridiculous. Uh, I don't know why, but the Jericho appreciation stuff is working for me now. Since this feud, especially since that crazy match, mm. uh, I I love that pay-per-view, and I love this episode of Dynamite. Me and too. That's it. Me too. So can't wait for next week. It's the show I, I really enjoy watching. Um, yeah, they got the Forbidden Door, which is going to be crazy. Uh, I hope they do add some crazy more matches. And I'm super hyped that we're going to Blood and Guts. We are. We're gonna. I hope some of the New Japan guys stick around after and go to that show as well. Well, I mean, we'll get the Rampage taping as well, won't we, that day? Because uh, Blood and Guts, you'd think, I think last time, wasn't that pretty much an, an hour, wasn't it? For sure, yeah. Um, At least a part of it, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, so we'll get a Rampage taping. We'll get a Rampage taping as well. Um, but we won't get, what I mean is we won't get as many matches on the dynamite right. as we normally would. Right. Right. Which is cool. Do you open with this headline with it? Like, I was they have it... done the kind of opening with the big match before, haven't they? Opening with the most violent. <laughs> no, I, yeah, you'd finish dynamite with this, wouldn't you? I hope some of the new Japan talent, uh, stick around for that show as mm. well. But I know there's a GCW on the Thursday, but all they've announced. You say that course. and then you'll get Hikaleo and Jeff Cobb and great Okan and you'd be like, <sighs> Can I see House of Black instead? Can I see some AEW Love guys? It. I'm yeah. so excited right. to go to some AEW. I can't wait for you to see House of Black. They did change their theme, or is it still? They've got four themes. <laughs> Maybe more now. Julia Hart needs one as well. Wait, they've got Brody has his own theme. I don't know if Buddy has his own theme. But <laughs> Malachi definitely does. Then Brody and Malachi have a theme together, and then I think the whole House of Black have a theme. Yeah. yeah, Julia's got her theme now. Let's say Buddy has a theme. They've got six themes. Good for them. Not enough. <laughs> Not Triple H territory, is it? Not quite. Not yeah. enough to get an old a vinyl. A vinyl. <laughs> uh, well, guys, thanks for listening to us talk all about some dynamite. We hope you enjoyed it. Go check out all the other podcasts on this free feed, including Up Next. We will be back this Saturday night with NXT in your house. And we'll be chatting all about... Joe Gacy and Braun Breaker and Cameron Grimes and Carmelo Hayes, which I think should be the main event. 
so, so hang around. If you're watching that show Saturday, we'll be going live on Twitch and recording and then putting the pod up on this feed right afterwards. So come hang out Saturday night as we are in your house. And then uh, Shot in the Dark, which is free. Go check that out on this feed as well. We're Sino's, you know, covering all of the, uh, the wrestling that you don't watch. And then check us out on Patreon for five bucks, only five dollars. RSS feed links to your podcast app and your phone. You can listen to all these Patreon shows, the best matches ever, all the retro WWF, WCW, ECW reviews. There's movie reviews. Everything is back there. Go check it out. You won't be sorry. Or you will be sorry if you don't yeah. go check it out. That's right. You hear me, Finley? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you will be sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me Twitter, Instagram. I'm at the Bray. D. And I am at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And you Blah. fucking Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Say the thing. You fucking Mark. There are all different sizes of businesses. Big business, small business, that awkward growing phase business, the running this thing from my garage business, and the OMG we can't hire fast enough business. Wherever you are in your business journey, HubSpot's powerful but easy-to-use CRM platform grows with you. It lets all of your teams work together seamlessly, whether that's just you and your roommate or colleagues across multiple time zones. Grow better with HubSpot by connecting your people, your customers, and your business. Learn more at HubSpot.com. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code Ohio, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.